0: I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us tonight on the show where conversations
2: save lives. I'm Jeff of HopeNet360. DW, Jason, Tara Kay are all in studio tonight. How you guys doing? Mm. Awesome. Fantabulous. Fantabulous! I don't know if you've ever been fantabulous on this show yet, Jessica. Oh,
3: it's, it's just one of those days. It's been a great start. <laughs> yes, we indeed. Ha- we've shared some laughs. We, we've cried a little bit
4: because of the laughter. <laughs> that's very <laughs> true. I'm sure it's been at nobody's expense.
3: <laughs> oh, well, I would lie if I said no.
4: <laughs> I think we need to have a program on kindness.
3: Oh, that's, that's a great idea.
4: I think so. Right.
3: Do you feel like we need to be kind towards
2: you, Well, Dave?
4: I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that kindness might be a fun thing to talk about.
3: I think it would be good. Yeah. All
2: right. Tonight on the show, you can connect with us on the tweet back. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about kindness tonight. And I'm glad to have all of you guys back. Tara, welcome back. You've been gone for a couple of weeks. And could you just share a little bit about what you were doing?
1: Well, it's great to be back. Uh, Maybe not so much in Wisconsin because I was in Phoenix and it was 73 degrees. Oh, But it rained for three days. So rough. And that was... And then everybody was grilling out and telling me how nice and warm here it was at 32 degrees, but still. Um Yeah, we had, uh, it was a great trip. We were in Vegas and Phoenix for two weeks. Missing children outreach is what we did before the Super Bowl. But um, kind of something that unexpected that happened. I have a friend that works for the juvenile detention center in Vegas, and I always go and see him. And he didn't really have time to see us, but just kind of happened to work out that we were able to meet with him. And it just so happened that there was a girl there who... Wanted some help getting out and she was going to she was in and out of juvie many times and was getting ready to go to rehab, but wanted help getting out of trafficking and out of the life. So we're just going to keep in touch with her and then hopefully we can get her into a long term care program after she gets out of rehab.
2: Wow, that's cool. And so if you're new to this show and you're just hearing Tara Kay for the first time, Tara works in rescuing women from human trafficking. And so working with Damascus Road Project, uh, you can find some of those links on the show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. But Tara, it's so good to have you back, and I'm glad that you guys had a really good time with the outreach part of it. I know we've been praying for you and your team and as you've been out and just preparing for the trip.
1: We had another really good situation happen, and I I want to share this short story because it's just, I think, an example of how much God cares for each one of us, even though sometimes it's easy to think. There's so many people in this world, how, how can God care about me? I know I feel that some way to, sometimes, but we had about 50 different missing kids that we were looking for before the Super Bowl area and, and sometimes traffickers, if, if they've been trafficked or if they were runaways and had been lured into trafficking by a pimp, then they could be at the Super Bowl area. So that's why we were looking for them. And one girl we had a picture of and we were handing it out to all of our church volunteers to go to all the gas stations and see if they'd seen this girl. Um, we had four pictures of different missing kids, and one gentleman came in and said, I work for a limo company, and we have 300 extra drivers coming in, and I was wondering if I could take this information to them. Wow. We only had one pic- – out of the four pictures, we had one girl's picture left out of the missing kids' pictures. We would given the rest of them out. He said, okay, I'll take this one, and I'll make copies of it and hand it out. And within later that day, they had a tip from a limo driver who said, this girl was in my car yesterday. And they got that tip to the police. And by the end of the week, she was. uh, We looked on the NECMEC, National Missing Exploited Children website, and she was listed as recovered. Wow. So you just, you know, out of all the pictures that we had, hers was the only one we had left. And that's the one that he had gotten a tip about. And I don't know if she just came home on her own. I don't know the whole situation. So we don't know if that exact tip was a result of her recovery, but you Mm. just. You know, it's just neat how God worked that out. If it was because of our intervention, we never know. But we just want to be there to be able to do whatever we can if God doesn't want to use us to intervene.
2: Man, that's that's incredible. For people who want to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, how would they do that?
1: They can visit DamascusRoadProject.org. Okay.
2: We'll link that into the show notes yeah. tonight so you can go and check it out. And you got to write up a blog. Do some do some I, blogging about this. so
1: funny you say that because I met a woman from California. She was helping us with the outreach in in Phoenix, and she told me that exact same thing, and I was she's writing a blog too, and so we're going to be blog buddies, and we're going to ha- like keep each other accountable, but she's like, you need to write a blog, so I thought that was funny, because you've told me that before. Too.
2: Yeah, and you can also have it on HopeNet360.com, hey, we'll all right. put it there too, so anyway, uh, tonight on the show, make sure to connect with us anytime at Hope, at HopeNet360.com, uh, if you've got a, a comment you want to share with us, maybe you don't want to go on the tweet back, maybe you don't have Twitter, I understand most people are on Twitter, but not everybody's on Twitter, so... Uh, you can connect with us that way. Guys, tonight, I want to talk a little bit about, we've been in this series called Love Is, and we're going from First Corinthians 13. Of course, we just celebrated Valentine's Day this last week, and so we've had all the lovey-dovey feelings. Some people do. Otherwise, it's like single awareness day. Isn't that like what it's known as, too? For- hey,
1: why did you look at me when you said that?
2: I'm just... Are, wait, you're dating, aren't you? <laughs> are you dating? Um- that's a
3: question. No, wait, no. Nice, one, Jeff. In, in the Facebook, <laughs> in the Facebook oh, world, we call that a oh, no, complicated no, no. Yeah. question. Yeah. Mark. yeah,
4: that's okay. Uh, I'm going
2: to get yeah. a bunch of tweets now. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to anyway. go
3: finish? Your Way to
2: be sensitive, there. There. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> I know, I know. No, it's 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 a sad day. It's Singles Awareness Day. That's I've celebrated that holiday before. Oh, it does feel sad. I never knew. You didn't know that.
4: Everybody that, knows this. I've
1: heard that it call. I've heard it
4: called. Hey, Jeff? That, but I
1: never put <laughs> it together that it's spelled sad. <laughs>
4: Jeff, you're digging a hole here.
1: Yeah,
3: you're
4: just, you're just going too far down here. Yeah, <laughs> I think we. I, I think we need to throw some dirt in this hole and get back up on level. <laughs> <laughs> or snow, one of the two. <laughs> one of the two.
3: <laughs> Anyways.
2: so I won't be
1: sad this year. Let's just leave it at that.
2: You won't. You won't be sad no. this year.
4: Good. As Kara was talking, uh, ter- Tara. Tara. <laughs> It's I've been Tara K, called so, so long it,
1: they don't even remember my yeah, name. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I have, a, I have a niece, Kara, so it just slips. And plus, you're Tara Case, so K in there anyway. Yeah. Like, you know oh, what's yes. interesting, though, you're, you're talking about young ladies who um, are uh, maybe they walk, you know, maybe they left home on their own, disgruntled or whatever, but uh, are missing and being looked for. I can't help but think of those like that are overseas um, in ISIS and other places that are that are captured and and really you know what, they're, they're hoping somebody is showing some kindness to them. Somebody is uh, continuing to look for them. Somebody is trying to reach out for them. And, and they don't even, I mean, that's what they're dreaming about, is that somebody would be doing that. And, and when you read what, what we're talking about in the Bible, what love is, I mean, that's what it is. We, we keep looking for people that need help, uh, and we try and help them. And so, Tara, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, this little girl, whoever... And, and excuse me, I'm an old man, so I call little girl. You're probably a little girl, Tara, to me. So <laughs> this young lady is somebody who had a group of people saying, we care enough to rearrange our lives, to spend some big money, to go out and to try and help find you because we want to give you hope. And I can't help but think that there's people listening to our program today, some young ladies that are, are thinking, I don't have hope. You know, I wish somebody were, you do. We, we would like to help you. And I would love for you to go to Hopenet360.com and talk to a live coach right now and, um, and talk to them about your situation. Uh, we invite you to, to contact us on the tweet back or, or email us. Um, y- you know, you're not alone, and there are people out there that, that would love to rearrange their lives to help you and, and give you some answers, but you've got to give them a chance to do that. I imagine, Tara, that there's some young ladies that are hard to rescue, because you're out there trying to, but they don't want to be rescued. Would that be true? Yes. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's tough. Um, uh, I'm asking those who are listening today who are struggling with who they are, struggling with the meaning of life, struggling with feeling good about who they are, their situation, and they think there's no hope. I, I promise you that there's people that love God that would love to help you and you need to give them a chance if, if you would. And, and I just gave you some ways to do that by going to HopeNet360.com and talking to a live coach by emailing us or, or, or Twittering us or whatever we call that tweet back thing. And, um, yeah. But I would encourage you to do that. And, and I think the rest of the segments of this program will help kind of lay out what kindness is. But I think here at the beginning, we need to make it clear that there's already been kindness from God to us. And there are people out there that want to show kindness to us. And we need to let both God show his kindness and we need to let other people who love us show theirs. And uh, and we will have a better world for it if we'll, we'll allow that to happen.
2: Yeah, in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes that love is kind. And we're going to talk about the meaning of this word kind because it is significant. And it's, we're also in a world today where we're surrounded by people that we don't like, that aren't kind to us. This world isn't by default. We're not really surrounded all the time by kind people. Some of us are fortunate to be around people who are kind. But there are a lot of people who are just unlikable. They're un they're really unlikable because they aren't kind. And they aren't, they don't act with respect, they don't act responsible. And yet we're supposed to be kind. So we're gonna talk more about this on the show. Keep it right
0: here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back. We're
2: talking about kindness tonight. Guys, one of the things that I can't stand about talking about kindness is when people are in groups of their friends, and you come up to somebody, and maybe you've been in in the receiving end of this. You have a friend. Let's say you've got a friend. And they're friends with you, but when they're around different people they kind of get mean. They're not so kind. They pretend like, or they act like they don't like you or want to hang around with you. And I think that's, you know, one of those middle school things that kind of got under my skin.
3: Rightfully so, because I think uh, we see that a lot with young people, you know, this, this two-faced sort of thing where in one setting, you know, um, they're one person and in a different setting, they're another. And, and in one sense, when I was younger, to an extent, I, I suppose I was kind of like that because, you know, I grew up in a Christian home And so like at youth group and at home, I was like the perfect kid, um, at least most of the time, you know, but then I I went to public school and at school, all my friends were non-Christians. And so before I was really solid in my faith and, and understanding how my faith impacted the way that I was living my life, I would act differently around those friends at school than I would necessarily with my friends at youth group. And I think a lot of times it has to do with the, the way that we understand who we are because the reason I did that is because I wanted them to like me. I wanted them to be accepted, you know, and I wanted them to almost display that love and kindness towards me. And so I, I felt like I needed to change the way that I acted in order to receive that, if that makes any sense. And I think that's what a lot of young people still struggle with nowadays.
4: Yeah, I think often we have the cart before the horse on, on some of this stuff. It, it's very interesting. I mean, you, can you make somebody kind I don't think so. Well, you could force them to act that way. But if you, if you force them to be kind, is that kindness? No. So like when you were young, if your mom said, you know, be nice to your brother, did he ever say that? Did she ever say that?
3: I'm sure she did. At yeah, some my point. mom
4: used to say that to my brother because I was always nice, but, but used to <laughs> say it to my brother, you know, be nice to your brother. I was the little brother. Yeah, and my brother could be going out with his friends or doing something. I nice was by myself, and I wanted to go with him. And no, you can't because you're a little brother. Yeah, you know, I mean that kind of thing. And, and and you could hear it from the back, be nice to your little brother. Oh yeah. Well, what does that mean? Do you realize that the worst times of my life was when my brother was being nice to me because he was told to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you think that's fun going out with him, and 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 you know from the start he doesn't want you with him. Yeah. And then yeah. the whole time you're dragging along there and, and like you are just like a, a, a bad cancer in the neighborhood, you know, that nobody wants. And yet, oh, aren't you having fun with your brother? No, because he was forced to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think we just get it messed up sometimes. When you go back and you look the whole chapter, you begin to realize that, that what's being happened here is God's describing. If you really love somebody, here's how you're going to act. But if you act that way, it doesn't mean you actually love them.
3: Yeah, and we kind of talked about that last week yeah. when it was patience. You know, you, you can't really be patient unless you love first. You know, right. it kind of it overflows out. Of, and I think it's the same with kindness. Yeah. Genuine kindness overflows out of love. And if you try to do it the other way around, you, you can't just put it on.
4: Yeah. Now, now, if you were just kind because someone was kind to you, is that being kind? Is that loving? Not really. It's more selfish because it's, it's that response. Yeah. If I'm kind because of, of circumstances, yeah. then that's really not kindness?
3: I wouldn't say so. So if I buy you a car, you know, displaying quote-unquote kindness, you know, and then if you're kind back to me, you're just wanting to be kind
4: so that... You buy me another one. I buy you another one or or I get you you something else. take care of the maintenance or something. You know, for sure. Yeah. What what if you can't get anything from somebody? Do you ever do things, um, anyone on our panel here, do you do things intentionally knowing that nothing will come back to you from it?
3: I do that all the time. Do you? In ministry. You okay. know, here, at, here at camp, I do a lot of things where I don't expect necessarily it,
4: return. Is that normal for people to do? I mean, would you go out and be really nice to somebody, do something really nice and expect nothing in return?
3: No, I don't think that's normal.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
1: But is it even possible? Because we were just talking about, a, a, a before the program, a Friends episode where they were discussing, could you do uh, an act of kindness that wasn't selfish? Because even if they can't return it, you still feel good about being kind to someone who couldn't return it. So therefore, is it selfish? Is there any kind act that is completely selfless?
2: That's really interesting. Yeah, selfless kindness. That's probably unheard of.
3: Well, I think, I think if you show kindness out of love, the result is you see them loved. I mean, going even back to the example that you shared about that, that one girl being rescued, the reason that a ministry like that exists, I think, is because we love those people. Without expecting any return, you know, we don't expect them to say thank you. We just, you know, want them to be rescued.
4: And what if it's really, there is no return? I mean, when Jesus died on the cross, was was Jesus kind? Yes, he was. I mean, that's the definition of love, and he loved. Yeah. His payment was the cross. That didn't feel good. Yeah. But yet, when he describes it, what does he describe it as? The joy of the cross, Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. it's described. Yeah. You know, when you look at this, you begin to, you have to start thinking, okay, maybe we've got it all wrong. Maybe we're thinking that kindness, we're, we're kind to people because something even feels good about it to us. But can kindness not feel good at all? Can it be miserable mm-hmm. for the person who shows it? Yeah. Well, I think it can. You know, as, as a teacher, one of the, one of the things that, that really drive me nuts is that I think I fail more than I succeed. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the numbers of people you've taught through the years, um, you would think, you know, the world should be different. And, and, and as you teach people, there are people that reject what you say. And so you look at it, and I think there's probably more that reject what you say than accept what you say. Hmm. Now, does that feel good? Mm-hmm. I mean, should I go out and be kind to people who will show no response, who will, who will not care? I, I would encourage our listeners to go back to, like, the book of Ezekiel and take a look at him. Yeah. Um, God gave them some ideas on what to do and, and basically said nobody's going to listen but do it anyway. Well, yeah. how do you get paid back for that? In other words, I guess my point is if if kindness needs a payback of some sort, is it really kindness? And are people that are listening thinking, I've tried this kindness thing. It doesn't pay me back. So I'm not doing it anymore.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm all about me now. But but what if we're wired to love, which we are. Yeah. And part of that is being kind. And we'll never really click on all cylinders or, or be what we should be until we start doing it because we actually care about the people we're working with more about than about us and our feelings.
3: It's almost like the concept that we often throw around of tough love. Right. You know, when we really care about somebody, but it's not always easy to yeah. let them know. I mean, we even talked about it a few weeks ago when we, when we talked about hiring and firing and all that sort of stuff. A lot of times... We don't say what we should say, you know, but the people that we value the most in our lives are the people that actually say those things, even though it's tough. And it's not like they necessarily gain anything out of it. A lot of times it causes them, you know, even pain or upsetness because they have to share it, but they do it because they love. Yeah,
4: if they go back to uh, when we were talking about other programs, and they can download those at hopenet360.com, you know, one of the things that we realize is that there's this reward thing that takes place. Mm -hmm. And the reward thing, It could be so big that that's what we worship and serve, not the thing that's just right, not truth. The truth is Dave Wager was made to love. Kindness is a part of that, which means that I actually care about other people, even if I get nothing out of it at the moment. Mm -hmm. I can't let the reward, the momentary reward be what I go after. Because the reward for those who love truth and love and are kind is later, not earlier. And we have to understand that. Otherwise, we get sidetracked.
2: Yeah, the word that we're talking about here. So 1 Corinthians 13 says that love is kind. And the word kind is kreisiomai. And this is, it's a Greek word. It's used, this is the only time that it's used in the New Testament. But it means to be kind, obliging, or willing to help, or to assist. And while that might seem pretty straightforward, kindness isn't always straightforward in our own lives. And there are times where it's hard to be kind, especially to someone who isn't kind to you. If you think about it, most of us are kind only when others are kind to us first, or we're kind when it's okay to be kind to that person, when, it, when we fit in because that's acceptable among our friends. Sometimes we're kind because it benefits us, you know, based on someone's position, maybe it's their job or their title. People are kind to you, Dave, because of what you do and, and the position that you hold up there. But what if you weren't in that position, You know, would people still be as kind today? Right. Sometimes we are kind because we've done something wrong. So we want to fill that feeling like I'm a failure. I just did something wrong. I messed up. So kind of like a karma kind of a belief, I guess. So we're going to kind of dissect this a little bit more as we continue the show. Remember that you can download every single podcast at Hopenet360.com. We're on iTunes. We're on TuneIn Radio and Stitch Radio app. So keep it here on Hopenet Radio tonight.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Remember, you can chat with a live coach
2: anytime at Hopenet360.com. We're glad that you've joined us here on the show. Connect with us now on Twitter. We're on our tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV and be a part of the tweet back tonight. We've been chatting about kindness and this word Jason, I think you say it a lot better than I do, but it's Christ. What is it? Christ you am my. Christ
3: you am I? Christ you yeah, am I? I think that's
2: right. It sounds right to me. It's the only time in the New Testament that this word is used by Paul, and in our own lives, it seems like kindness sometimes is sporadic. You know, and I'm I'm not talking about being kind to people that are kind to you. It's harder, and it's 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 a much more difficult thing that maybe it's just worth talking about. But how do you how do you be kind to someone? who isn't kind to you or to unkind people in general.
4: Yeah, you you know, it's interesting. Just the the question itself is interesting, Jeff, in in talking about kindness. I mean, again, we're assuming that um, we're kind to people because of their response to us. Um, And the Bible tells us what's really interesting is that that God, while we were still sinners, while we were still hopeless and, and not responsive and just living in our own sin, while we were in that condition, he showed kindness to us by sending Jesus down to this earth to die on the cross so that we could be in his family. And, and I think that's critical to see. It wasn't because we were good or we were going to respond or anything. It was because we were in need that he did that, and, uh, and we might not respond to him. Um, I, I keep thinking about the times in my life. I've had an interesting life, really, in some respects. And When I was young, I was um, in a wheelchair for a while and, and some other things. And, and, you know, believe it or not, when, when you have some things that go wrong in your life, there are moments where you're just pretty crabby. Mm. Um, and it's not necessarily because you want to be. It's because you're frustrated with something. There are some people that are are frustrated with life. And instead of um, condemning them for their frustration, I think uh, the, looking at it through kind eyes is, why are you frustrated and what can I do to help? And that changes things. I mean, when I was... Um, Uh, an invalid, if you want to call it it, or handicap or whatever the word is, and I don't want to get politically incorrect here, whatever was going on. You know, I needed help from people. And believe it or not, if you're in a position where you need help from people, sometimes that starts to irritate you because of the fact that you can't take care of yourself. I think of people like Johnny Erickson Tata or or others in life that really depend on others to help them. Mm -hmm. And it's not because the others get payback for it. Uh, You know, when you look at it, when I helped my mom when she was in the nursing home and that kind of thing, there's very little payback for it at that point. Uh, So, you know, we really need to be driven by something other than self and payback. And if we're waiting for somebody to be nice to us so we can be nice to them, that's what those who are godless actually do. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean anything. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it's more of a barometer than anything else.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know, it's hard to be kind without expecting something in return. I mean, does kindness do something in us, being kind to other people? Does that does that affect us somehow?
1: I think sometimes that, I don't know, we were talking about this earlier, and it's I think it's something that can go back and forth because should you be kind if it's disingenuine? If, like we were talking about where your parents says be kind to your brother. Because sometimes I don't feel like being kind to someone else, but should I still be kind to them? Because, you know, you've heard that phrase, like, kill them with kindness. That's what you should do with people that you get frustrated with. Well, that kindness would be disingenuine. I don't really feel it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because hmm. sometimes... You can try and hurt
4: them by being kind. That's Yeah, nice. yeah, yep. exactly.
1: But sometimes, I mean, I, I've thought this about a lot of things. Like, sometimes you have to... Force yourself to think a certain way or do something, even if you don't want to, because once you start developing a habit of that, of doing kind things to people that maybe it's not easy to, then your mindset will change as well. So sometimes I go back and forth with that. Well, I feel disingenuous if I'm showing this person kindness because I really don't feel like it. I really don't yeah. feel like I love them. But yet if I act kind towards them, maybe if I, if I keep ruminating on how much I hate them and how much they bug me, then I'm nothing's going to change. But if I force myself to be kind to them, maybe I don't feel that right at that moment, but eventually um, it w- will change my thoughts towards them or hopefully it would change their thoughts towards me.
4: In education, we, we have a, a, a thing we call conditioning or education and you've just described it well. It, it, w- just because you're disingenuous when you want to be kind does not mean you shouldn't be kind. I mean, it's like um, uh, a young child who we teach not to touch the stove they may want to touch the stove. They want to, may want to touch with all their... But I'm going to stop them from touching it. And I'm going to force them so they don't touch it because they're going to get hurt if they touch it. So it may not be that they understand why. One day I would like them to understand why and not touch it for the right reason. But for right now, they shouldn't touch it because if they do, they're going to get a spanking. But that's not the reason. Um, the reason is they're going to get burnt and hurt. And so what we need to understand is that it's not wrong to tell somebody to be nice to their neighbor. That's that's not wrong. What's wrong is to be satisfied with that and not moving it towards the educational part where they do it for the right reason. And, and that's really the problem, I think, in all of our hearts. Um, because in our hearts, what happens is we actually think that if we act kind to somebody, that we love them, but we're doing it uh, out of obligation and we're doing it um, because it benefits us. It, that doesn't mean we don't do it. It means we need to change why we do it, and eventually that happens as you get to know God and know your own heart and, and realize that um, the way you were made was actually to make other people successful and not yourself. And and then kindness just overflows there. But mm-hmm. a, a girl came to me once and said, a Christian girl grew up in a Christian home, she said, I don't want to read the Bible because uh, you know I'm waiting till I actually feel like it so that it means something. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, no, read it anyway. She goes, no, you're trying to make me do something that I don't feel like, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. Mm. I said, you're not a hypocrite when you do something you're supposed to do. I never feel like taking out the garbage, but I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? What what, what what you need to do is realize there are some things in life that you need to do. Yeah. And, and and you just need to do them. And eventually, see, we're not okay when you just do them for the forced reason. But eventually, what happens in that environment is, hopefully, you will start to get the reason why down the road. And, and you You'll stay away from the stove because you don't want to get burnt down the road, if, if that makes sense.
2: Well, yeah, and it, it goes along the line of thinking, too. We talk about bullying, and I, I've talked about this before on this show, and I know we just did a show, it seems like yesterday, on kindness in our Thanks Living series. But this whole idea of kindness, this isn't just a Christian ideal. This is, this is across a lot of different religions, a lot of other worldviews will include kindness. It's as strong as acts of evil. I mean, when we think about our world today, and you, you mentioned ISIS and the things that are happening in the Middle East and things that happen in our own backyards. I mean, there are things that happen every day that are just evil. And just as much as it empowers somebody, someone gets that sense of power from doing evil things, you also get this, this feeling, this overwhelming emotion by doing something kind to other people. Kindness is one of those things that you know we all know when we've experienced it but yet we still, we don't always do it. And, and especially to people who are bullies. And we talk about bullying, we've talked about bullying on the show before, but I think the only way to overcome bullying is by kind acts, doing kind service things to others who really don't deserve it. Because people who are bullies, those are really difficult people to actually be kind to. And most of us would not choose to be kind to a bully. Oftentimes we think, well, the only way I'm going to get this bully off my back is if I just stand up to him and Put my Dukes up and let's let's fight this out. Let's battle this out, and that doesn't work. That doesn't help anybody, no. and, and you'll probably get your butt kicked. Yeah. So that's that's just me anyway. I get my yeah. butt kicked when I stand up to bully.
4: Well, Jesus said, you know, if if someone hits you on the right cheek, turn the other. And I mean, what what's interesting to me is when I was a kid, there was bullying as well. I mean, I was a, that kid in the wheelchair and stuff, and I, I want to guarantee you, I was bullied. And I'd go home and I would tell my dad that you know this guy's picking on me, whatever. My dad was a a, a wise man, and and there were so many times that it was like, well, Dave, this guy, you know, he doesn't know Jesus. You live in a sinful world. This is what happens out there. You know, just adjusting my thought process was helpful in that. I mean, how do I expect people to act that don't get it? Mm. And that way I don't have to retaliate. Instead, it was like, well, yeah, the answer is that they need to know Jesus, not that they need to quit hitting me. You know, I mean, yeah, the quitting hitting me might come down the road, but that's not the real problem. The real problem is we're sinful people, and we live in a sinful world, and we need to correct that issue.
2: Yes, we do. And you know, kindness honors God, but there are some ways that we can be kind that God doesn't really honor. We're going to talk about this more in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB.
0: We'll be back with the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. Hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at Hopenet360.com. It's Hopenet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at Hopenet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of Hopenet Radio Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of Hope Net Radio. Glad that you've joined
2: us tonight. Remember to check us out on the tweet back. Right now we're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. There's a lot to talk about tonight as we're talking about being kind. We're in 1 Corinthians 13 this month talking about love is. There are five things that Paul says that love is. And next week we're going to talk about honesty, rejoicing in the truth. And so we're glad that you've connected with us on the show tonight Guys, there's a Chinese proverb that says this. And I thought it was kind of fascinating because it it does kind of make sense to me. It says, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. Mm. And I thought that was interesting because we're talking about kindness. This world isn't by default. We've talked about this before. It isn't a kind world. We're surrounded by people that are unkind, that are unjust. And sometimes to struggle to be kind to those kinds of people. And yet we're supposed to, as Paul writes in Colossians, we're supposed to put on kindness. So this is kind of a challenging thing. And I'm, I'm also kind of wondering your thoughts, too, of how do we go about rewarding someone or thanking someone when they are kind, even to us? When people are kind to us, how do we respond to that? How do we receive that?
4: I tell you, at my age and, and now being here, you know, over 40 years and working with young people, the greatest reward, honestly, is a life well lived. I don't really want someone to give me money or praise. Or if you help somebody and you see that their life actually is transformed and and they can be successful at what they do, there is something inside of you that clicks. Like that's what life is about. Um, so I, you know, I think honestly, to to thank somebody, if if I were to help. Uh, you, Jeff, and, and you and I have been friends for a while. And, and if I were to do something to help you in your life, the greatest way to say thank you to me is to live right, to love your wife, to be a good husband. That That is the greatest thank you. Uh, e- even if you never verbalize it, never say it, never do anything, that would be the thank you for me. And, and I think when I look at God, I think that's the thank you to him. Yeah. I mean, you, we can gush with words that are meaningless. Um, I know some people that are billionaires, and... You know what? They're the loneliest people in the world. Mm. Cuz they don't know who really wants to be their friend and who's going to be honest with them and everybody seems to want to be around them for their money and their lifestyle. Right. It's like yeah, like when I went to another country that's how I felt. You know, it's like you're American so everybody wants to touch you and be around you for your money and it always went back to money. And I mm. thought, man, I don't trust anyone. Mm. You know? And and yet what would I want to see from somebody? I would want to see them be successful. That's the goal of those who I think are truly love people and are kind to them is that, man, the reason they're being kind is to try and help. So if I'm in a wheelchair and you're being kind to me, Jeff, and you're helping me, one of the things that I could do is respond to you and allow you to help me and, and have a life that's different because of your help. And, and I guarantee two things. My life would be better because I allowed you to help me and your life would be better because that's how you were made there'll be some satisfaction deep down in your soul that yeah. somebody's life was different because of you.
2: Tara, if somebody showed up today and they had, you know, a brand new 2015 Ford Fusion sitting outside, it, papers are signed everything, they're just going to give this car to you. How would you respond to that?
4: Do you have a Toyota?
1: Uh, no, Never mind. but I need a new car, so I'd probably, <laughs>
4: no, no. i uh, probably jump up and down, and
1: give him a big hug. But it would be, it, I, it would be, it would still be difficult because I think for a while too, when I would first drive it, I would think that I would feel kind of guilty, like I didn't deserve it, like it should have gone to somebody else. And I think after a while, I would get used to it. I mean, I'd be initially very excited, but I think it would be a mixed emotion because it would be, I'd feel like. What did I do to deserve this?
4: You, you know, though, Tara, I, really, as an older guy, I have had so many opportunities where I've gone to some young people and just helped them in a way where, where just because my wife and I could, in not big ways, I mean, buy cars or whatever, but the thrill is that you accept the kindness. I mean, that's the thrill. It's not even that you, you say anything necessarily, anything. just accept the fact that somebody wants to help you and in are position to do it. It's kind of like adopting a child. I mean, that child's too young to know anything, but there are two people that decided to rearrange their life and their resources to help them. The proper response, if they know what's going on, is thank you, mm-hmm. and and to live a life that's now worthy of that adopted parent and that family. Yeah. That that's what the reward is. It isn't it isn't words or it isn't something else. That, that adopted child can't even pay back that parents. Yeah. So so what do they want? They want their life to be successful. You, you wait and see. Any adopted child who who ends up. Being successful in life, by that I mean um, they, they get older and, and, and married, single doesn't matter, but they love God, they get a job, I mean, and they're successful in life. That's what the parents are looking for. That's the reward. It isn't um, a necessarily a verbal thank you.
2: Yeah. What about people who do kind things because they want it to be almost like a lifelong guilt trip? You know, mm. where it's like there's a, there's a selfish component to being kind. You know, they give you that yeah. car so that, you know, years down the road, they could still bring it up at, you know, a family reunion or something and say, hey, remember that one time? So you owe me, you know, yeah. and, and maybe is that a reason why we sometimes kind of reject some of those acts of kindness?
4: Yeah, you know, I've had a guy up, up here through the years who used to send us a, a donation every year. And as soon as I got the donation, I went down to our office manager and said, this guy's going to call and want to be a camper and have a, a privilege as far as a cabin goes. And they're going to remind you that um, I just sent a donation to Dave Wager for camp. And every single time that happened, mm. every single time, it, it got to be where I didn't want his gift. Mm. Yeah. you know, Because I knew that there were going to be strings attached to it. And that's not a gift. I, you give that to yourself. Uh, even America knows that. If, in a nonprofit, if you give to a nonprofit, if there are any strings attached to it, you don't get a deduction for it you can't have strings attached to it. You, you need to give it to them mm-hmm. and they need to use it wherever. But if you say it has to be a certain way or you get something out of it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's not deductible anymore because it's not charitable at that point. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think I think when it comes to our culture, that's the, probably the biggest thing that that confuses this whole kindness thing. You know, Because I think there are a lot of people that, that do kindness out of selfish motives and really don't have that love aspect behind it. You know, and then even even because of that, then, on, on the receiving side of it, we become more guarded because then we question all right, what is the intent behind this person's kindness? And so then we don't allow people as much to, almost like you were talking about, Dave, have that kindness without us offering, well, here's some money for it or here you know whatever the the circumstance is. And so it's it's almost like our culture, because of our selfishness, has almost muddled and confused what true kindness can be and should be. Mm -hmm.
2: That's frustrating if you've been on that end of it where you've maybe had that guilt trip over your head for a long time. I know there's a lot of young people today that feel like, yeah, I can never pay so-and-so back because of all the kind things they've done for me. And on the other hand, it's they almost feel like that's just a, a guilt trip that's over their head and so maybe you're feeling that pressure tonight and you need to just filter through that you can chat with a live coach right now at hopemed 360.com because yeah. that's it's important to talk about it it's important to say, hey you know someone was kind to me or I maybe I was I've been kind to some people and I've expected something in return like i've I've actually held that over someone else's head and I need to I need to let go of that I need to stop doing that because it's not That's not being kind. That's, you know, Jesus talks about this in Matthew 6. There's a type of kindness that God does not like. And it's exactly what we're talking about, Dave, where people do things publicly. Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Jesus says, Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you do give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth. They have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. And guys, I find this interesting because so many times I get caught up in this as well. I do something good for someone else because I'm going to get something out of it. I'm going to get recognized for it in some way. I just know someone's going to send me a thank you card or whatever. And it's like, do do we do things? And in some ways, do we rob those who do kind things to us by maybe recognize them publicly. I'm not saying we shouldn't recognize them publicly, but...
4: You know what? Satan is always manipulative. Hmm. God is not. God talks to us in, in, in our thought process. Satan is manipulative. When, when somebody, when you feel manipulated or you are living your life out of guilt, that's not healthy. We need to be able to let those who love God actually care for us if they want to with no strings attached. And those that are giving need to be able to give without um, any response necessarily, because it is the joy of giving that, that matters, not the joy of having somebody say the right response to you. And it's just a matter of us getting healthy again and realizing that we all depend on God. And, and really, in that process, we all are to love God or obey him and then look to each other to make each other as successful as the other person can be and use our resources and time for that.
2: Let's chat about this when we come back here on the show. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. Let us know your thoughts in the scripture, Matthew 6, 1 through 4. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey,
2: welcome back to the show tonight. You know, guys, I just found out something, and I wish I would have known about this last weekend, but this week was Random Acts of Kindness Week. Today is the How end of it. How random
4: is it if you plan it? I know, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah.
1: I had my my sister-in-law told me about a time when somebody did that for her. It was around Halloween, and they had this little bucket. It was a gift bucket, and it was it said, you got booed. So they would drop it off at somebody's doorstep, and then if you got one, then you were supposed to go do it for five other people. It was like little crafts and candies. It's not random stuff.
4: anymore. Huh. It's like jumbo shrimp. It doesn't go together. <laughs> random acts of kindness during this week of the year. Yeah. Go do it. I don't get it. Sorry, random. I'm just old. Uh, it, you know, random acts can be random acts, but make them random. Just have it so much part of your life, you just do it. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the week of random acts. Yeah, do it. I, I wait every year for that week, and then I say, why? And why? then you forget about yeah. it. <laughs> In my age, you forget. Yeah,
2: here's a good story. You know, we were just kind of talking about doing good deeds, and and then how do we go about doing them? Because we know that there are some things that God rejects. There's some things that God uh, does like for us to do. I mean, you look at the story of Daniel, and you know, King Darius makes makes a decree of you know that you need to bow down and and worship. Daniel's response to this decree was that he was going to go back, and it was over prayer. Yeah, it was Daniel. And Daniel said, no, I'm going to go back to my room and do what I normally do. And he opened his window and he prayed, and, and that's what got him in trouble because he went back, not in doing it in public, but he went back in private. And so God rewards things that other people don't see. You know, so we're talking about acts of kindness and, and stuff. Sometimes we we like to toot our own horn. Let's just be honest. We'll do things because we really want a good name. We want to look good to other people, to certain people. Um, or maybe we want to get recognized by somebody. But here's one thing that did get a lot of traction on social media in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's a, a small town in Wisconsin called Greenfield, and they have a fire department. And they. A few firefighters went and helped an elderly man who had collapsed. He had a, a what they called a cardiac emergency, according to this article. And so, basically, he had a heart attack. They brought him to the hospital, and then this group of firefighters went back and finished shoveling his driveway. So the guy collapsed shoveling his driveway. They all come back and finished shoveling his driveway. Well, they took a picture of it, put it on social media, and of course, you know, people liked it and it, it got a lot of traction. It went around the social webs, and so it's cool to see examples like this, but. At the same time, it's like, man, you know, on the one hand, you're like, does God still bless that? I mean, I'm, he's God. He could bless that any way he wants to. But that's kind of the, the when you look at Matthew 6, that's a challenge there.
4: Yeah, and you know what? There's a contrast. Did you read the article about the guy that had, it was a BMW or Mercedes, and he got stuck, and all the neighbors cheered and watched?
1: <laughs> because he was...
4: He was the rich neighbor, and and I guess he's been out before watching people get stuck and just shakes his head and laughs at him. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And so when he got stuck, the neighbors all came out and just watched him. No, no one would help him. Oh, <laughs> and no. And he all laughed at it. Oh, uh, that's the opposite of what you just said. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, and, and it was like, this guy deserves it. Really, it's one of those things where that shows your heart. That mm-hmm. that that doesn't punish anybody. That just yeah. shows the heart of a sinful person. It
3: almost reminds me of like junior high. Yeah. 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 something that... You know what happened? It's like, well, you did that to me, so I'm going to do it back to you. Yeah, I don't know
4: where that was, but it was just an interesting article I read and I thought, that is too bad. That mm. really shows a society that, that is really bent on self so much that they're paying back somebody because they got stuck in the snow and they're actually happy about it. What's yeah. a
2: better response to that?
4: Well, you go help them out. I mean, honestly, what, what does it matter that you go and help somebody who all of us are sinful people living in a sinful world, all of us, and we all have our moments of being absolute jerks and if you haven't lived with your eyes open, you haven't seen that, but, but it's true. And, and if you're going to um, not be kind to somebody because of the fact that they can be a jerk at some moment, then you're not going to be kind to anybody because we're all in the same boat. And not only that, we weren't meant to do things for payback. We were meant to do things because it's right. We were meant to love truth, not reward. And we were meant to do things that are right, not because we feel good about it, but because it's Right. And in the process, you're gonna feel good about it. So it's one of those weird things.
1: I think in response to what Jeff was saying, I mean, I can see where you could say posting that on Facebook, it might be trying to give yourself props. But I don't think it's such a bad thing either because it kinda of helps remind me, yes, I can't I think in life it's just when when you're younger and parents are teaching their kids be nice and um share your toys and be nice. I think that just shows like it's not in our nature. So we have to teach our kids to be that way and we have to have i think reminders sometimes we just go through life and sometimes we forget to um just do little things for other people so i think i like hearing stories like that on facebook i don't look at it as them trying to give themselves props i just see it as a reminder of hey maybe i should be looking in my life of what ways i can help people out in in little ways too
4: isn't it one thing though to have somebody else take the picture and another thing if you take it Yes. Of yourself.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's true. I
4: mean, honestly, I mean, I still think, and forgive my age here, but, you know, we didn't carry around in my day pocket full of pictures of what we did yesterday showing everybody what we did. <laughs> I mean, we, we just didn't do that. And, yeah. and, and that has to have some effect on on life and relationships. I wouldn't mind if somebody took a picture of Jason doing something nice and said, look it, I caught this guy doing something nice. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. But yeah. if Jason has a selfie stick out in one hand and a shovel in the other and say, look, <laughs> you know, look at me, what a good boy am I? I'm, I'm going to have problems with that a little bit. For the record, I don't have a selfie stick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I just want to it was it a gift there. your wife was saying you were going to get, but you didn't get it yet.
3: Hey,
1: if anybody okay. out there has a selfie stick, tweet us. Tweet us if you have a selfie stick right now. Take
4: tweet a picture us. of your selfie stick. Yeah. No, tweet, tweet us it. from your selfie stick. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet us from your selfie stick. I Take saw my Make first sure
1: selfie stick last week at the Super Bowl. I saw it. The yep. first one. Very
4: good.
2: Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean this is it's a it's a convoluted mess, but yeah, Dave, I like your point where it, it's not so much about me posting it and doing it, and that's that's an issue that I have too. I mean, we're we we all work in nonprofit setting. We all know that there are people who will send money because they see or they hear of things that are going on. That's a lot of times how we get donors to be a part of it. Is oh they saw something on TV or they saw something you know that we were doing or they listen to this radio show. I mean, let's be honest, we we want those things, and sometimes that gets to people who do good work. They really, they do it because, well, it brings in funds. It, it helps with fundraising, right? I mean, that's, everybody wants to support something that's doing something positive. And we all enjoy those kinds of stories. I enjoyed seeing that story on social media. I think today we we see news and we get news stories that are just full of wicked things happening in our culture that, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's the point of watching news? Because those things that get the the hits and the reads are, really terrible things that happen yeah. in our society. I wish we saw more of the good things that happen.
4: Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't trust the news like that. I mean, it's really interesting. But I was watching uh, the snowstorm um, not too long ago that happened down in Chicago, Milwaukee, and I was down there, and there was a, a reporter out in the snowstorm. And, and here we are from northern Wisconsin. I think they had like four inches, and the, and the reporter was saying, if you, don't, if you don't have to go out, don't go out. And I'm thinking, they don't even plow our road till four inches. Right. And, and, <laughs> And and the bottom line really was I I looked at this reporter out there and, and she was trying to make a case and there were cars all over the place actually just driving fine, but she pointed to one that was stuck somewhere. And said, "See, there's cars stuck in the snow." And yes. I thought, "Yes, you are trying to build a case here for something that isn't oh, yeah. as bad as it is." Well, now, New York, it did, it did get bad. It did get bad. So I'm not saying it didn't get bad, but I'm still saying news reporters have to sensationalize, and we buy into it.
2: Oh yeah, that happened in New York, where there was this, you know, supposed storm, and of course, you know, you you want to err on the side of caution, of course, but they shut down. The pretty much the entire city of New York. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah. They had this big snowstorm and it, you know, it was, it was looked to dump, you know, they set up to like three feet of snow at one point. Um, I think it came through in, in, in central park to get like eight inches of snow. Right. Which, you know, compared to 36, what they were calling for, it was like nothing, but they shut down the city and it, it probably cost the city like some hundred million dollars just to quit activity around the city. It was, it was crazy, but you know, hindsight's always 2020, but again, we're, you know, that's just the reality. And there's
4: no story in 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 a, in a sweet grandma making sure that a a, a a feral cat gets a dinner. I mean, there's no story in that. Sure. So the story is in the tragedies and the terrible things of life. That's where the story is. And so that's because that's what fascinates Look at all the entertainment. How much entertainment out there is violent and, and, and all the, the, the tragedy stuff. It'd be very hard to have a story about a, a nice family that was nice to people and, and things worked out well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no story there.
2: When we come back on the show, we have a kindness challenge. Yes, this is the last day of, I guess, National Random Acts of Kindness Day, but it doesn't mean that it stops there. We don't have to stop being Nice on the last day of National Kindness Week. So check it out. We'll be back here on the show. Remember, you can chat with the live coach right now at Hopenet360.com. More to come here on Hopenet Radio.
0: Love net Radio? Stay in contact all week long at Hopenet360.com. This is Hopenet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now back to Jeff and Dave.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. We're figuring out what VHS stands for because apparently there is something on old VHS tapes that says please be kind, rewind. <laughs> I, I don't remember this.
1: It's because you probably didn't rewind then.
2: I probably didn't. I was that Ooh. one guy. You got my you got my movie after I was done with <laughs> it and you had to rewind it. So that, there you that go. Is a anyway. That's rough. It is it is. I've just added yep. more weight to you and I am yep. sorry for making your life difficult. If you got a movie way back in the day Thank and you, for that you confession. rented this movie and they didn't rewind it, I'm you're the one I'm that sorry. I got upset with that
4: one. Time. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling better yeah, already.
2: Please do forgive me. It wasn't my intention. I just didn't read the fine print.
4: Do you ever so, read the fine print or the directions?
2: No. No, I never do. It's, I try to figure out yeah. first, and if it doesn't work by <laughs> plug and play, it's just not worth having. Does
4: anyone on our panel ever, when you like download a program and there's all those pages you agree with, did you ever read it? No. No. All right, just checking.
3: I don't think I read any directions
2: whenever <laughs> yeah, I
4: That's something. why I own, technically, I own everything you, you own, because it says in there, I, I bequeath everything to Dave Wager. Yeah, it's in oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know. That, it, I, I think the next session we're talking about honesty. Never mind.
1: It also <laughs> says, I love... It also says, I love peeps.
4: Yeah, oh, my. <laughs> oh my. And, I, and, and, I, and you actually signed yes to that. See, that's the weird yeah, part. Yes, you did. You yeah. agreed
2: to the terms. There's yeah. that one line in there that you agreed to that you're like,
4: I'm not sure I can do that, but okay, <laughs> right. I'll agree to did it. Did you ever <laughs> wonder if some of those guys that put in there, though, do have a few lines that are really funny and nobody will ever know because they just, Probably. in the middle of it, did something really stupid and, and they realize how many people <laughs> never read it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like they're sitting there thinking, legally, I own everything in the world. You know what I mean? Whoever downloaded, like, Google. It says, and, and I leave all my property in the, to Google for everything. And so maybe in there, we all owe Google like everything that we own.
2: And I like some of these websites too where they've taken their terms of services or whatever and they've put it into like a one or a two sentence phrase on the right side. So you like read the fine print and on the, on the right it says, you've just told us your firstborn kid. So, you know, it's one <laughs> of those things like it just kind of deciphers what that legally is all means. Wow. So I appreciate that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, well, good. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking about in the show, isn't it?
2: It is. Kindness. Rewinding your VHS tapes. There you go. We're That's back. the point of the show. Way
4: to segue. <laughs> yes. Good connection.
2: So connect with us on the TweetBad. We're hanging out with you guys. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We'd love to connect with you. Also, if you missed any part of this show or you have friends that need to listen to this show because you know they didn't rewind those VHS tapes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and the Stitcher Radio app. Go ahead, share it on your Facebook, your Twitter, anywhere you've got something out there, and you can let your friends know that they can listen to this show again and share with their friends. And then it just goes on and on. So glad you guys have joined us. We're talking about. Kindness and specifically First Corinthians 13 that love is kind that's been kind of our mode of conversation. We want to give you guys some practical ways to be kind, especially if we're going to talk about kindness. Uh, what are some ways that you guys maybe have done some things to be kind to somebody else? What are some things that come to mind?
4: First and foremost, I think you know one of the things I ask as I pray in the morning is God just open my eyes to what's really going on around me um, I think just um, looking for Instead of ignoring, but looking for ways that God would use you to help meet the needs of somebody else. And there may be day, days where you can't find what it is or whatever, but I think more intentionality is the most important thing in my life, I think. Uh, rather than just um, believing that it might happen, um, be looking for it to happen and, and position yourself to make it happen.
3: Yeah, I think that's really true because when you do that, oftentimes God surprises you with different situations or different connections with people that you wouldn't thought you would have. Right. You know, and then you could show them kindness in whatever the situation is. And that's the fun part, too, is then it's like, all right, God, what are you going to surprise me with today?
4: Yeah.
3: You know, and what opportunity will I have to even point people towards you? And that's, you know, I've seen that happen in my life where, you know, it seems like an ordinary day and you have that mentality. And all of a sudden God brings you an opportunity where you can be kind to somebody. And it
4: totally transforms that person's day because they weren't expecting it either. Yeah, There are people that live their life looking for others to be kind. And there are those that live their life looking to be kind. Mm -hmm. And I think those that love God, they live their lives looking to be kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other part will take care of itself. Yeah.
2: You know, I had a friend that when he's my age, just a year younger than me growing up. And and when he was younger, he had to have a kidney transplant because both of his kidneys had failed. One of them, uh, he initially had a transplant from his dad. Uh, because his kidneys were failing. So he had that for a time and then he needed to have a second surgery to have the that one replaced because it was failing him again. And so not only did his dad give up one of his kidneys, but then also there was a gal from our church who was uh, a positive donor for his type of blood and, and for a kidney. And so um, she went and, and donated her kidney for him. And so this whole idea, organ donation is a big way for people. We don't always think of these ways that You know, we show kindness, but that's one of those things where that really costs you something. I mean, if you're going to give up a kidney, you're going to give up something that, you know, you might think it's insignificant, but no, that's something even blood donors, people that will just give because they know there's a need and not necessarily looking to get paid back.
4: You know, and I I think it's crucial to say too, Jeff, as we're talking about this, is you decide to do really nice things for people. Let's say you gave someone a kidney. We need to understand that these these kindnesses we show— they're not giving us a new status with god this isn't how we please god we please god by obeying him and loving people is obeying him but but the way we come into his family is not by giving organs to other people That's a good point. Or, or by being nicer than other people we come into his family because of what jesus did for us and we understand our need and we actually respond to respond to god's kindness in sending jesus to pay for our sins and, and if you're confused by that at all Just go to hopenet360.com, talk to a live coach.
2: Dave, I'm so glad that you said that because sometimes, yeah, we think that our kindness, our kind acts to other people will merit us favor, not just with people around us, but with God. Like God will love us more if we do more kind things. And Tara, I'm wondering your final thoughts.
1: That's a good point. um, What Dave was saying, because I think there are a lot of religions in the world today that are based on that. Like you do good things and then you get a good position with God. And I guess just the way that I was raised, my parents were always involved in missions and and giving financially, especially. So I never thought about it. But I was actually talking with one of my coworkers, workers and um, we have a community outreach. They want us to get involved in the community more. And, and she was asking me if I would lead some projects to get some of the younger coworkers involved in doing community projects. And I was just amazed at how to me it was just always a natural thing. And how that's not really the case for some people that maybe didn't grow up in a home where their parents really emphasized that. It was really fun when I had a couple of my fellow coworkers join me for Human Trafficking Awareness Day and help, come helping hold signs. And it was really neat to see them get involved and learn about how to give back to the community, even if it's something as simple
3: as that. You know, when it, when it comes to kindness, I think really at the heart of what we've been talking about the show is just to... Be willing to put others' needs first without expecting anything in return. And, and even just saying, all right, God, at the, at the start of each day, provide me with opportunities where I could show people kindness and point them towards you. Because if there's, if there's one thing that's a reoccurring theme that we've talked about on the show, is that first and foremost, we need to love God with all that we are, and then we need to love others. And I think kindness is, is a very practical way where we can put that into practice is by by loving others, because true kindness is is really putting others' needs before your own without expecting anything in return. And so if if we start doing that in small ways, I think God would transform our lives and transform the lives around us.
2: Mm. Man, that's so profound. You know, ways that we can show kindness, things as simple as picking up trash, you know, going along the sidewalk and you see something in the middle of the sidewalk, and you're like, that doesn't belong there, and you go ahead and pick it up. And, you know, you don't always know how big those little things really are in our lives. And so if you need a list, if you need some ideas of how to be kind and show kindness to other people, check out HopeNet360.com. Under our show notes tonight we're posting just some different ways, lots of ideas to show kindness. And not necessarily so that you can just, you know, take a selfie when you're doing those things, but Honestly, the challenge tonight, the challenge this week that I would have for you if you're listening and you're really wanting to apply this in your life is to do one kind thing. And I'm going to give you some specific parameters on that. Do one kind thing for someone that you don't like or who isn't kind to you or even to someone that you haven't done something kind for in a long time. And don't expect anything in return. I think that that's the greatest challenge of this whole thing, whether you're kind to someone that you do like that is kind to you Just don't have strings attached. Do something kind for them that, man, you wish you could do it for everybody else. Do something this week. And if you want to, you can send us an email. We'll keep it anonymous. We're not going to post it anywhere. You can send it to hope at hopenet360.com. We would like to hear how you did it and what the response was and how you felt after it, because these are some of those moments where you kind of learn a little bit more about what being kind really is all about. So check us out. We're on the tweet back. Use the hashtag hnrtb There's also live coaches standing by at hopenet360.com. And of course, you can download this show and others on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or the Stitcher Radio app, or on our website hopenet 360com so for all of us here on the show thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys online in next week right later, later.